Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're going to start slow, but we're always, always going to finish fast. No matter what the score was, we're going to finish hard. We're going to finish fast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. We weren't defeated, but they had us. With just one hour until kickoff. Regardless of the scoreboard, you're going to be successful because you put in all the time, all the effort, all the hard work, and you're going to go out with this win. Joe has you covered like an all-pro safety. Steps up. Throws. Rashad is tackling topics like a blitzing linebacker. Pressure drops. Parsons came flying through. Football Sunday on the Odyssey app. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. And 1080 The Fan. Welcome in to Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Joe Fisher, I got Rashad Taylor across the glass from me. Ahoy. Wait, somebody's already using, using that one, right? Huh? Ahoy. Somebody's already using that, right? I believe that. What it uh, do? No, somebody's got that. <laughs> Damn it. Yo. Strike it out here. Yo. Yo. Gotta get my thing, man. <laughs> we all need a, 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 a tagline as we as we start the show. Your own intro. Bibbidi-bobbidi. <laughs> Wubba lubba dub dub. Yeah, I like uh, it. uh, Rick would say from Rick and Morty. No, welcome in, everybody. Um, Man, I I don't want to get into sports right away, Rashad, but the the S is about to hit the fan very quickly here um, because playoffs, college bowl games are going to be announced here any moment. But I have to be real with you. I don't know what's going on over here on my end. Something is messed up with my headphones and my headphone jack where it, is, it it doesn't sound good. I don't know if it's the headphones. I don't know what. But let's just say as soon as I plug these headphones in, it changed my tone and my demeanor for this show immediately. I am not happy. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing worse like. I got to send emails now. I got to ask people, what the hell is this? Has this been happening? No. It wasn't the case on Wednesday when I was here last. It might. It might be the headphones. You know, I used to use these ones that. For whatever reason, like the right head, the headphone would never work. I would have to wrap the cord around like one of the uh, the microphones just to make it kind of even. It was it was really weird, man. So there's nothing worse than being on a radio show where you absolutely need headphones because some some places don't really need headphones for radio shows, right? That's why you look at stuff like you know if you watch any things at the Breakfast Club, any anything like that, like. You know, you'll see a lot of those people not really wearing headphones because they're sitting right next to each other in the studio. Producer is usually behind the camera. Like, we absolutely need headphones because we're talking through a plexiglass wall. Like, so we absolutely need these headphones. So they're vital to what we do. So when one of them isn't working or we can't find them, that's the worst. Like, I'll take that back. Not having headphones, forgetting your headphones or whatever, like, the show's over. 
Might as well go home. Yeah, I'm um I, I I'm not too stoked right now about these next two hours. Uh, I, I'm gonna figure out a way though to uh, get through, and uh, we're gonna. Well, you're a trooper, man. That's what that's what that's what troopers do. They figure it out. Man, I swear to God, I'm telling you, it's like scratchy. It it's not fun. Yeah, see, you not got enjoyable. one off. Like you're mixing over there. Like you're you're on the ones and twos. One, <laughs> Dude, one that's, on one off type thing. That's the only way to like get past this right now at this point. My God, did you get any snow on your way in? No, no. I hope I don't see any snow at all. Not a snow guy, huh? No, I mean. I'm a snow guy on December 25th, December 24th. <laughs> That's your one day Till about exception. the 26th. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, after that, like, I'm, I'm not a fan of the snow for more than um, a couple, couple days. Anything more than a couple days is an inconvenience. That's what I think. Oh, so gosh. I can never live in a place like, like Buffalo or Colorado or somewhere that just has an infinite amount of snow every single couple weeks. Like, I'm good. There's a, I would go crazy. There's one guy that can live in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. You know what I mean? And it's I'm, I'm, and I think we, I have a reason to go to Colorado all of a sudden. If, if you didn't enough, like, let's say this, too. This and is I what, think a lot of recruits now feel the same way, and, too. And, and guess what? It's sad because Colorado was, and I'm not sure if it still is. I'll have to look it up. But it was one of the best party schools in the country. For a really long time. I'm not sure if that's still the case, but I can imagine uh, it's going down in Boulder and always kind of has. So prime being there. Oh, man, it's 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 going to be it's going to be awesome over there. We'll talk about that at some point, I, I, I imagine. But yeah, so if they can kind of match that and get, I think Cal, they can. Hey, it's going to be it's going to go down, like you said, up there. But shoot, man, there's there's, there's so much happening. Um, some more coaching changes. Um, one that I actually need to report to you is uh, Coach Fisher makes the switch from football to basketball. Yeah, look at him. We'll be stepping down and uh, going to the assistant coach level this year. Look at First him. practice tomorrow. Let's get it. Look at him. You We're hitting the hardwood tomorrow. Building a dynasty over here. That's what, that's what we do. You hey, know. We're going to try and rebuild that uh, that Newberg program, okay? Yeah. It's, uh, it's been down in the yeah. dumps, I think, the last couple of years. And uh, you got to start at the youth level. Yeah, yeah. Get, create a nice, nice little pipeline yep. to, to high school. So exactly, exactly. And, and if we're being honest, man, like, this is how a lot of these schools are able to stay competitive for as long as they have, just have been, just because they have a farm system and have had it since students were – in third and fourth grade, and so when you play um, the Westlands and you play like some of these some of these other schools from uh, all across the the metro area, like they've been playing together and running the same place since they were, you know, seven and eight years old. It's no question that by the time they get to high school, they're just running over people, you know, on a consistent basis. I I don't know how accurate this is. Um, I sure hope it is, because if so, then let's go Newburgh. 85-21 victory the other day over Aloha. 85-21. Really? Jeez. Is Newburgh basketball on the come up? Go Tigers? They played, they played who? <laughs> uh, Aloha. Either that or Aloha is really, really I mean, going to need some coaching changes pretty soon. <laughs> I don't want to say the kids are bad because that's probably not true. It's a lot of times, you know, what I've noticed is, there's a lot of high school coaches that are not very good. They're not. You, and you can tell. Making adjustments, uh, making substitutions, managing 
uh, your time, calling timeouts when you're supposed like there's certain things that can kind of screw you up as a young coach. Not just having talent, but you have to be able to 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 use that talent the right way. And to be real, just because a lot of people play Madden or play 2K or something like that, they assume that because they can change the plays, you know, and where you, you go to the BS. my career part. I, I run four verts, engage eight in real life all the time, and it works all the time. Well, there you go. You know, <laughs> if, it, if it works, then, then you absolutely do that. But there are some people that their basketball knowledge um, kind of starts with Madden and 2K. It's sad, <laughs> but there, I know a lot of coaches that have drawn up some plays that they saw um, the, the Kansas City Chiefs running Madden. A lot of them. Uh, well, we'll see if uh, I can get uh, junior or junior, the fourth, my junior, in a game shape here. We got practice starting tomorrow. Season starts in January. Basically, I told uh, I was talking to my dad about it. I told him that I'm going to be the, the motivator um, enforcer coach. Like When it comes to basketball strategy, X's, X's and O's, if we're going to draw up any sort of plays, I'll let the head coach handle that. But, uh, you know, if I see a guy, there's effort in question. That's your job. That's or your basically, job. you're if, the effort as the assistant. You're the effort. Hey, slide your feet. Get your hand. Get your hands out. When he comes this way, you boom. Like that's that's your job. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not necessarily you won't be calling out plays or anything. Your job is to get on the the kids. Like, hey man, that's not how we play defense. We play defense with our feet, not with our hands. That's gonna be your gig as the assistant. Uh, and after coaching football by myself and not having an assistant coach, just having someone else there that can wrangle in the two kids that are effing around just someone else that can that you have your practice. back you have your back turned to them so you have you don't know they're not paying attention and then it's just yeah that's going to be me just basically you, i'm going to be the one making the kids run suicide when you're a solo coach like you have no you, you there's no missed days there's no missed practices because if you you do get sick if you do have an appointment you have to work late whatever the case is no, there's no practice for anybody. So that's the the, the downside of being a, a single, a singular coach out there. But I guess the good thing is there's nobody to contradict anything that you're saying. You know, your <laughs> your word is is bond at that point. Like this is yeah, you do what I say, and this that's all the kids know is what your word is. So there's some pros and cons, but mostly cons to coaching on your own. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot of that. Uh, what we are going to be finding out here very, very, very soon, Rashad, is the final and official college football playoff rankings. Yay, yay. We are going to get our full bowl schedule. So Oregon Duck fans, Beaver fans, we will find out who and where you will be playing in this college football season. Uh, but we got the TV on in here right now, Rashad. Uh, ESPN is doing their college football playoff rankings. Um, man, <laughs> things didn't go quite as planned uh, this weekend, did they? Well, I mean, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> I mean, there are some people that thought it absolutely went the way it was it was planned, but then there's others that, uh, yeah, you know, might 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 feel a way about uh, the way things shaked out. Yeah, I say we just get into the college football playoff <clears throat> right away. Why not? Um, we will get to, obviously, the bowl matchups as soon as those get announced for the Ducks, the Beavers, the entire Pac-12. But we had some big games over the weekend, conference championship games. Two teams in the top four lose, USC and TCU. We're going to get to not only just those two games, but the entire landscape. Who the hell is going to be in this top four? What are the matchups going to be? Is there a potential uh, for a Michigan-Ohio State rematch? 
in the college football playoff. Again, tons to talk about. Hit us up on the text line, 503-250-1080. You can hit Rashad or myself on uh, Twitter or IG. That is uh, at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H, and at TaylorMade503. Rashad, are you ready? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. College football playoffs, top four about to be released. Who's it going to be? We will get to that next right here. Football Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in Football Sunday. As you heard the big voice say on 1080 The Fan. Um... I mean, Rashad, bro. Yesterday and Friday, because we also had the Pac-12 championship game. Um, let's just say, I think it's fair to say that this is the most difficult college football playoff ranking the committee has ever had to face. Potentially, Be- yes. Because, I mean, there's definitely been a couple of years where, you know, a 4-5 a seed, there's been some controversy there. But you now have two top four teams that lost in the final week of the season mind you that final week is conference championship week which is where you're essentially being rewarded for your season and what you've done but then usc well usc loses a lot differently than tcu i always say you know the context of the win and loss is important because you look at how tcu lost yesterday well they lost very uh, similarly to how they won <laughs> this year, barely, right? Overtime, last-second field goal, whatever the case is. that That is TCU's loss versus USC's loss, which is you got drubbed by basically 20 points and Utah dominated you for Wasn't close. 75 to 85% of that game. So now you have the committee <laughs> with a very tough decision and – as I was talking about it last night, I was kind of getting that top four range to myself. I have a feeling of what I think it's going to be, but uh, but man, the committee's got quite the decision on their hands. We've got about um, a, a few more minutes, about 10 minutes until that ranking comes out. But uh, Rashad, your reaction to the weekend, uh, USC losing, TCU losing, and uh, the rankings right on the horizon. Uh, I, I thought it was a... Typical uh, championship weekend. Like, there's a lot of times where you go into these matchups and you know who's going to win, and then you get slapped in the face because we're incredibly wrong. I thought this was USC's opportunity to get some get back for after losing that first game to Utah. Um, you think that you're going to go in there. It's it's very hard to lose two games to the same team in college football. Very seldom do you play the same team twice in college football. And, you know, the, to the championship game – is the only other time to, to, to where you might see a team that you've already played in the season. And uh, this was a great opportunity for, for USC to really cement themselves as the team of the Pac-12, especially as a, as a team that's a, getting ready to transition and go to another conference. Like, I thought it would be great for USC if, in the mix of that, they went to the, uh, the playoff and they were able to to show that hey we're going to be able to do some some work here in the Big 12. And, but uh, and that that wasn't I guess Utah said uh, not so and they proved that they were the better team from the opening kick. 
And it really, like you said, it wasn't 75% of the game. I would probably say closer to 90% of the game, uh, uh, USC just wasn't on par. All right, so we have the college football rankings literally being released live at this very moment over on ESPN. Number one is, of course, Georgia. No surprise there. Demolished they, uh, LSU. And, and it, hey, if I'm LSU, maybe don't let uh, a field goal that's blocked go untouched and let them run it all the way back. You know, probably not a good idea Perhaps. against the number one team in the nation. Perhaps. Just a thought. Uh, but Georgia... Great season, definitely the favorite going into the season and into this playoff now at number one. And I'm trying to filibuster until they let us know who number two is. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious who number two is going to be. It's going to be Michigan. Michigan, hey, uh, you gotta, you have to love what Jim Harbaugh has done with that program over the past five or six seasons. Uh, this is where they we always thought that they would be once Harbaugh came back. And, of course, Michigan is number two. Yeah, and um, <laughs> good chance that he's done after this year. I mean... You take Michigan to back-to-back playoffs. I mean, if they win the championship, even the better. But it's like, beat Ohio State in back-to-back years, how much more can you do if you're Jim Harbaugh, right? More, you know? (laughs) Beat him three times in a year. Beat him three times, win the national championship a few times, and then you're viewed as, you're already viewed as one of the best coaches in college. Yes, yes. You will be viewed as arguably the best coach in college. So, Rashad, my prediction for number three going into this um, after the results of uh, yesterday and last night is Ohio State. That was my guess, is that they were going to bump Ohio State to number three, and we would have a Michigan-Ohio State matchup in the college football playoff. And um, I I believe that TCU was going to get bumped down to four. You lose a game by three points in overtime in the conference championship game against a really good Kansas State team. I'm sorry, you cannot be penalized that much. And if you're going to think about putting a, a, uh, Alabama over them, well, guess what? They beat that same Texas team that Alabama did. Um, TCU has been announced as the number three team. So TCU does not drop at all in the rankings. So it's going to be Michigan TCU in the first round of the playoffs. So he will not get that Michigan-Ohio State matchup, which, um, I mean, they're going to get their ratings anyways, Rashad, but holy crap, (laughs) if we had Ohio State-Michigan in the playoffs, we would uh, hear about that every day until the matchup forever. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. We've never heard the end of of anything like that. But shout-out to TCU, man. Like Again, you have a great season that came down to a field goal against a Kansas State team that a lot of people have overlooked most of the year. Right, K State hasn't been what we what we remember them being, kind of like the mid two thousands, maybe a little later than that. But they are back, and they've had a hell of a season. And beating a team like TCU, uh, it's another feather in the cap for you, and you get a chance to win the championship. Like that's a what a great season for yes. Kansas State. Yes. Um. So TCU, the Horned Frogs, they become the second team in college football playoff history. Uh, that has made the playoff after starting the season unranked. So they were not in the top 25. They make it to the college football playoff. Michigan is the only other team to do that. They did that last year. They were also not in the top 25 and ended up going to the playoffs. So uh, this would then lead us to believe that number four is going to be Ohio State. Anybody but Ohio State should be is going to be a surprise. Like, I, Would it shock me if they decided to put uh, Alabama – up there in that number four spot. Oh, my God, that's Kansas State's music. You know, yeah, Here they right. come, Kansas like, State. That, 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 would not, <laughs> that would not shock me even one little bit. But 
yes, nobody but uh, Ohio State makes sense at this point. And there it is. It's official Ohio State, the Buckeyes. They are the number four ranked team, and that is your top four. Georgia, number one. Michigan, number two. TCU, number three. Ohio State, number four. So your matchups in the playoffs, it will be Georgia versus Ohio State. And then you will have Michigan versus TCU. That is your 2022, 2023, whatever year you want to put it. That is your college football playoff right there. I dig it. I dig it. Those are two really good games, you know, that you see right up front. And the one, the the most interesting game there is obviously the Michigan TCU game, because I think TCU is. I don't want to. It's not a team people have been looking at all year as well. Maybe TCU should be. Uh, a top five team like but for whatever reason they continue to play and really dominate in a lot of their games so I think this is a a huge a huge test for Michigan especially coming off of uh, a huge win against Ohio State your your second in uh, in two years against Ohio State this is going to be a big test for Jim Harbaugh it's possibly the toughest game of his of his season right here well what I love about what I love about sports Rashad not just college football is I love parody I love seeing something new I love seeing something happen for the first time. Uh, they're doing the rest of the rankings right now. Number five, Alabama. Um, number six, Tennessee. Tennessee. Number six, so USC. Man, they dropped to maybe like seven, eight, nine. Who knows? Uh, but I, I just love parity, and I love seeing teams go in the playoff or win the championship for the first time. Like those create those memories. Yeah, you're going to remember the dynasties, but sometimes it blends together, and it's just you get sick at, uh, of those teams after a while, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, can't stand Steph Curry now. Remember when? Remember when Steph was just like the one that everybody loved and just made a bunch of threes. Like, oh, this kid's so good. You win two, three, four championships. Now all of a sudden, everybody's annoyed with you. Oh, dude, my sodium levels are so high when I watch a Warriors game. I, it's just like I can't ever not just sit there and uh, not make a smart ass remark about illegal screens and moving screens. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those things. But when when you have nothing and when you're just grinding to get there, we love you. Yeah. So again, hard. like. TCU, we haven't seen them in the playoff. Like, no. I love seeing that. Michigan, as of last year, we hadn't seen them in the playoff. And now they're in there in back-to-back years. Like, I like seeing the Michigan M. I like seeing the Maze Blue. I mean, Duck fans feel a little different because they're cowards and they backed out of their uh, matchup at Autzen a couple of years ago. But with that being, uh, being put aside, I like seeing Michigan in there because it's something I haven't seen over the last 10 to 15 years. I've seen Bama. In the last 10, 15 years there. I've seen LSU. They're the last 10. I've seen Ohio State, right? I've seen Oklahoma. So when I get these different teams, these are the, like, I'm going to remember Cincinnati's run to the playoffs last year. Right. Because that is a one-off. Like, right. that is, that's that parody I'm talking about. Um, in other sports, it's like, I'm going to remember that Raptors championship. I'm going to remember that Bucks championship. Um, I, I just really like seeing new things. And so, Seeing TCU in there um, against Michigan, that that's my favorite matchup of the two. Georgia, oh, Ohio State's got the history, tradition, all that, you know, like those two big powerhouse schools. Um, but, yeah, Michigan-TCU, that's that's the one I'm looking forward to. And it's, it's, it's strange to say that about Michigan because they are a college blue blood, right? They are one of those teams that even when they're bad, there's somebody, no offense, but they're like the Cowboys. No matter how bad they've been, there's somebody, there's some pundit the next year that's like, this is the year that Michigan's going to do it. This is the year that the Cowboys are going to go all the way. And then you see them have some some success. It's like, okay, well, maybe this is the year that they do all that. And this looks like 
this Michigan very well could win the national championship. I, this year. I'm, I think they could. I think that, I mean, Georgia has shown that they can play down to opponents sometimes mm-hmm. and they can be beat. Um, Michigan has done that as well, but I think that they have more like dominating victories this year and have shown that they are truly one of the elite programs right. in college. I would love to see a Georgia-Michigan championship. I, that's what I'm hoping for. Cause that, that's what I'm going for as well. However, Two best teams, both undefeated, 14-0. Like th- That'd be a great matchup. I'd yeah, love to see that. I would love to see it as well. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a Michigan-Ohio State uh, rematch as well. Oh, I think God, that yeah. would be cool. I thought Michigan-Ohio State uh, playoff. First-round yeah. playoff matchup would, uh, you know, yeah, that <laughs> we talked out of ad nauseum. My God. A yeah. national championship game? Like, get out of here. Dude, kill me now. I would just, like, say, wake me up on January 9th when the game happens. Like, the, <laughs> I don't want to be around for the time leading up to that, the week leading up to that. Like, my God. Um, so we got the playoffs announced. What we're waiting for next is the bowl game schedule. When that is going to be fully announced, um trying to find the exact time it's going to be i think within the next hour uh next hour or so we're going to be finding out uh bowl games matchups and everything so we got our college football playoff question is what are the other bowl games most importantly in this region where are the ducks and beavers going to be playing and who are they going to be playing against hopefully we find that out next in uh after our commercial break so we will get to that projections what these other Pac-12 teams will be doing but first I got a sports center update for you you're listening to football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 the fan that's right Football Sunday. Uh, the football, college football regular season conference championship week is now over. We've got, uh, we have playoffs coming up here in the next few weeks and bowl games as well. But Rashad, uh, before we find out what bowl games uh, everybody's going to be playing in, I want to get back to that Pac 12 championship game because I had an interesting uh, conversation with one Brandon Sprague on Friday. Shout out to Brandon Sprague. Yes, shout out to him. Um, and my guy, Dirt, Andy Dirt Johnson. Uh, Not so much no. Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to both of them. But Sprague, he was, uh, he, we were talking about it, uh, about the Pac-12 championship game. And I am of the school of thought. And you can text in 503-250-1080. Let me know if I'm crazy or if you agree. But USC obviously had the chance to go to the playoff if they beat Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. My mentality was, I don't want to see USC in the playoff. I don't like USC. I don't want any team going to the playoff out of the Pac-12 if it is not my Oregon Ducks. So I went, this is a time where you get super hardcore fan Joe right now. Right. And I was telling Sprague that I don't care about the conference and how good the Pac-12 look if... The team that I root for, my team, the Oregon Ducks or whatever team in whatever sport, as long as they take care of their business and they're the ones going to those opportunities in the Pac-12 championship game, going to the Rose Bowl, going to the play, if that's the team going to, then I'll care about the Pac-12 and whatever, all this, you know, talk about the conference. Still, even then, 
I'm rooting for my team. I'm not walking down the street rocking Pac-12 gear and that I'm repping the conference. Like, do you think I want to see Oregon State in a Rose Bowl? No. I, I'm sure I'll be happy for all, all the Oregon State fans that live in the state. I know they'll be happy. Friends and family, I have them that, be, uh, that will be happy. So I will be happy for them because they're happy. I will not be happy because Oregon State's in a Rose Bowl. I don't want to see USC. Again, anything that the Pac-12 has an opportunity for, I want the Oregon Ducks to get the opportunity. Call me selfish. Sorry that I'm a fan of my team too much, I guess. But why would I root for rivals in other teams? Like, I'm not rooting for the Eagles, Giants, and Washington in NFL. Well, because college football is the only one to where those things matter. The conference matters. The Col- geographic Seriously, pride, because, I guess. you know, the, the, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. We're not saying that their division is the, oh, well, what, what, a, what a great come up for that division. It's like, no, no one cares in that division that somebody – that was a bottom feeder at one point, went to the Super Bowl. Because you can do that. Because nobody looks at the NFC South as, you know, like, oh, well, you know, all those teams are the best ones. So if the if the Saints go, then that means that the whole, the whole NFC South is legitimized. Like, well, no. But in college football, when it comes down to rankings and it comes down to man-made or, or, or people that are going in there and actually, you know, voting with the eye test, yeah, you I think it matters because then – they're looking at strength of schedule. They're looking at, you know, the, 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 the competition level. And that's why they always say the SEC and the Big Ten are so much better than the Pac-12. And so, yeah, I think in that sense that, yes, I want the Pac-12 to look strong because if they look strong, that means my team is legitimized for being in that top four, that top five, top six, whatever the case is. And so that's the only reason it matters. But the only time I care because I don't have a dog in the fight. Like, I went to Western Oregon and UNLV. You know, I'm, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have – I like Oregon. I like Oregon State. I'm not a huge fan of Washington, but I don't hate them. Like, I'm not a big USC fan. I don't despise them. Like, they're just kind of one of those things. But when they're in the play – or when we're in the – when we're in bowl season, right, and there's five Pac-12 teams, six Pac-12 teams that have games, I'm absolutely looking at the at the record for the Pac-12, 100%, because that's that record shows the rest of the country how good we are. And so then when Oregon does go 11-0 and and they're still in the top five, so the outside looking in, it's because, man, yeah, people don't really view the Pac-12 as a strong conference, as a strong commodity. So that's why I'm like, yes, it definitely matters. I definitely root for Pac-12 teams playing against, you know, Utah beginning of the season. I think they played Florida first game of the season. Right, and, and lost. And, and yeah. lost. But, again, that was a hard loss for us because for as a Pac-12 fan because if they beat Florida – Instantly, they're looking at that as like, okay, Pac-12 team beats an SEC team. We don't see that very often. Now, you're looking at the rest of the Pac-12 like, okay, well, they could be legit. And so, I think that's the only reason it matters. Again, we don't do this in basketball. Not even college basketball do we do this, right? Like, we don't really, we don't really care how well Colorado, Utah, and Cal do in basketball. Nobody, well, also, no one just, cares. We right? just don't care about no, college basketball. No, nobody cares about here. college basketball. <laughs> like, we don't do this in the NBA. Like, oh, man, well, as, as long as OKC made it to the finals, yeah, like, you as want a to Blazer talk about, fan, like, no, we don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, do you want to talk about a league that doesn't care about divisional conference pride really at all? I mean, the, the NBA is that. Yeah, they care about conference. Like, the East is way better than the West this year. But you don't hear fans of teams in those conference repping the conference. 
Like, no. that's right, baby. Western Conference. Let's go. The, Pacific Division, baby. No. And the only time you start repping that is when you win your division. Exactly. Like, remember, they? I don't, still, I don't know if they still do it, but do they still give, still give division banners? I don't know. But, again, like, that's the thing. I don't know because no one cares. Like, you won the division. Like, all right, cool. You won 73 games. Cool. Win a championship. You know, like, <laughs> Rashad, you are so shook over this snow right now. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. So much. Oh, my God. No, I just. Not as much as I hate Kirby Smart's rug. That's a wig. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, th- those might be plugs. That, those are not plugs. Man, if, you, uh, if you're listening in, you did not see the college football playoff um, committee's, like, president or whoever um, out there talking to ESPN that poor guy like you could tell that he has been up all night figuring this out with the committee talking going back and forth and like he just looked like a disheveled mess he's got pajama pants on I guarantee it you know he's that that doesn't look like somebody who's uh who was ready for for camera I bet you everybody else in that committee was like sleeping at this point, and like they got to go home, and he was—he's the one, he's the face, so he has to go and do all the interviews. He and was sleeping with his head down on his desk, <laughs> and they said, "Sure, turns." Like, oh, what? Okay, let's go. Oh, someone posted a picture, and like I was commenting about his hair. I'm like, "Bro, just wet, wet down a tie comb, was, give it a yeah." The tie, tie was to the side, <laughs> like shirt wasn't buttoned. You can tell, like man. Either he just had like a long night come or coming off a bender or something like that, or, <laughs> or he had to figure out the college football playoff ranking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which. Let's be real. Those let's are both equal. <laughs> but but let but let's be honest. Was it really like we we named who was going to be in the top four without even without even thinking twice about it? Yeah. Like, only, so was it that hard for them to come up with the top top four to six? The only thing I was wrong about was that where Ohio State and TCU would be. So, but we knew you would be there. So either way, if you'd have put Ohio State at four, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, that that makes sense. TCU did lose yesterday, so. Not a problem. So I just retweeted it at Joe Fish Three F I S C H. Um, but it was Desmond Howard that actually tweeted it, and it's a uh, Boo. Is his name Boo Corrigan? That's awesome. Uh, anyways, the committee head, the president or whatever, uh, he's like Corrigan looks like he was up all night fighting for his life. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, or he doesn't have anything to wear. He just threw a bunch of stuff on. The the collar is janky. It's just like the poor guy. I'm like, why why do they got to? And do nobody that fixed it for him. Like unless <laughs> unless he's at home and like you said, you know, they put the background up and everything. Unless he's at home, like nobody fixed his tie. Nobody brushed his hair just to the side, just a little bit. Made it made it look a, a little bit better. But yeah, I feel I feel bad for that guy because he's going to be uh, that little meme is going to be floating around for a minute. He did also say that uh, wanting to avoid a rematch between Michigan and Ohio State was not a factor Lies. that was considered in seeding. That's yeah, I'm not buying That's that. That's a lie. And if, if, it, if this was hard to, to vote on, it was because they weren't sure where to put Ohio State. And they also said that uh, their big wins over Penn State and Notre Dame, Ohio State, um, were more impressive than Alabama's biggest wins. Which were? Um... Shoot, who? I mean, who did they beat this year? Uh, Ole Miss. Um, okay, Ole Miss had a good season, and uh, they got Texas. And I'm just trying to think of uh, the other SEC opponents if they had any uh, top ten because um, lost to LSU. Still a football program? Huh? Texas still a football program? Like, man. Hey, uh, fun fact: Texas schools to make it to the college football playoff. One, TCU, baby. 
That's awesome. Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech even. I mean, there ain't any other D1 Texas school to make the playoff ever. That's crazy. Besides the Texas Christian Horned Frogs, baby. The fighting Ladanian Tomlinsons. Hey, man, I know LT has got to be with his – have you seen his dreads? He's got dreads they now? They look really bad. Like I don't Michael know. Jackson bad or uh I don't know like like Ladanian Tomlinson shouldn't have dreads bad <laughs> like I mean uh, they they were they were a little twists and everything and some some heads just don't go well with dreads but I mean shout out to TCU and Ladanian Tomlinson we forget like I was I was in high school Ladanian Tomlinson was that dude at TCU oh like the things that he would was able to do like it was I don't like. Reggie Bush is always to me is going to be just the the goat running back from from college at least over the past like twenty five years like I mean I, I or maybe maybe not twenty five maybe that's too many maybe the past twenty you know like he he was really really that dude but Ladanian Tomlinson he was cold man uh, Adrian Peterson like there were certain dudes <laughs> running back that were just different when they yep. were out there. All right, we are going to take a break, but I, I got some texts uh, here on the text line, Rashad, talking about uh, the whole conference, rooting for the conference, rooting for another team that's not your own. So I want to get to those. Again, you can text in 503-250-1080. You can text about that. You can text about anything. Uh, we got some NFL games about to start here in 15 minutes. Uh, obviously, the biggest issues at hand to talk about are the playoffs the the bowl games i have yet to see the announcements for the bowl games yet so hopefully fingers crossed uh we have those soon but uh i will read some text messages we will get to that next right here on football sunday on 1080 the fan great scenes might be great but i love your bloopers and perfect for the urgent baby i want forever don't you see that Football Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right. So hold on one second, Joe. Oh, so you know my Amine story, yeah? Um, I don't know if I do. So Amine's from Portland, Oregon. Yes. So name? The singer of this song at the moment. Yes. You didn't know. Real name Adam Daniel. Uh, so, um... I worked at Benson High School for... His real name is Clarence. Yeah, right? No. Yeah, his real name's Adam, for sure. But uh, Adam, man, was an amazing student, was an amazing kid, uh, would do some of his raps, and I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. That was, that was, that was nice. Kind of, kind of was trash, kind of trash. But. No, but I mean, but, but most of them was like, okay, yeah, that was dope. That was a dope little line. And uh, I hear the song, this song for the first time, and my son, at this point, he's like four, and we're, we're riding, to, riding down the street, and he hears a song, and he's singing it, and I was like, that's... How do you know the song, buddy? And so I get home and I look the song up, and it's it's my guy Adam. He he asked. He I was a, a part of this program called Self Enhancement. I worked there for a, a long time. They work with this this uh, shoe company, Nike. You know, and they were the students got to do this Nike product creation experience. And Adam wasn't a pro- part of that program, but he was like, "Man, can I be in it? Can I be in?" It? I was like, "Bro, you're not in the program. Not really. You know, something you can be a part of because you're not in it." And then eventually my manager was like, bro, let him do it. Like, if he's asking that bad, we got kids that don't want to, want to like, let him do it. And uh, you have to make a presentation, like, design a shoe, design a shirt, all that jazz. And, like, LeBron James, your athlete, you got to make all this stuff for LeBron James. Like, and he uh, did a presentation for the president of Nike basketball, president of Brand Jordan, all these people. And this kid was just flawless, like, didn't miss a beat. Like, you would think that he was in advertising for, for 20 years. So much so to where the winner – 
of that, whoever got the MVP got a chance to be uh, an intern at Nike for the summer. He interned for somebody who ended up going to Def Jam, you know, in New York and working there. Or I don't know if it's Def Jam, but somewhere in New York. And uh, eventually was like, well, you know, you can come work here and I know you rap. So if you want to kind of do some stuff and then three, four years later, man, he's got one of the, the best songs that was on radio at that point. I don't want to say he, he's, he's, he's famous because of me. You know, because I gave him that opportunity. No, but uh, he's a he's a great dude. And Transitive property. The stars and the, the the dots connect there. And he's Portland's very first like superstar, major record recording. We've never artist. we've never had one. And yeah. so shout out to like Cool Nuts. Shout out to you know all the guys that have that kind of paved the way. But uh, yeah, Amine Adam Daniel was the first one. So shout out to Adam. Shout out to you know everybody following they they rap dreams. I gave mine up, Joe. <laughs> I was a great rapper. As did I. I have bars. I could ghostwrite. We should rap someday sure. on the show. Eh, I'll, maybe I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. Like I said, I'll ghostwrite. I'll put pen to paper, but yeah. that's probably it at this I'll point. I'll do it. I'll make, I'll make a whole <laughs> wrap up about something. All right. I'm going to read some text here about your thoughts on conference love. Again, I am of the school of thought that I don't give a damn if you're USC, Washington State, if you are Utah, UCLA. What team from the Pac-12, if it ain't the Ducks, I ain't happy. So... With that being said, uh, we got a text message here with Fish on this. Even more reason to dislike USC now. They're leaving the conference. Straight Amen. up. And I agree with Andy Dirt Johnson on this, that if if USC made the playoff, I I think the narrative, and this is what Dirt said, and I agree with him, is that they would have been saying, wow, USC, look what the Big Ten is getting. Not so much, wow, USC, look at the P- Pac-12. Look how yeah. good they've been this year. Look, it's, it's exactly going to be like, wow, look what they're losing. Bunch of losers. They suck. Big tw- a Big Ten, on the other hand. So that's what I'm afraid of there. Um, it's going to happen. It's been happening already. Like, there's yeah. <laughs> there's no respect for the Pac-12. Let's just, let's just be completely transparent I, about I want to go there's, that far because there is six teams in the top 18. <laughs> no, no, and mind you, again, that's, that's, that's fine. But again, for Oregon, like, there, there wouldn't have been a – if it was one loss Oregon or one loss Ohio State, who's going to go? Just being real. I mean, they're going to give it to Ohio State. If it's one loss Oregon or one loss TCU, who are they going to give it to? Uh, they're going to give uh, it to one loss TCU. That's just the way. There's again. That's why I feel like it is important that the other people in the con- other teams in the conference are good, because if everybody is good, like this year was one of the first years to where almost. Six of the 12 Pac-12 teams were really good. And then a couple of them were like, okay, borderline, potentially. So when half of your conference, a little more than half your conference, this is why they love the SEC so much. Because every year, almost half the conference is dominant. Like when when the Pac-12 can can get to that point to where they can stay there, that would be different. I got another text message here. Joe, I feel that selfish fan mentality is why the Pac-12 is dissolving. I'd rather the Pac-12 be represented and look like a conference with getting a media deal. But I'm not surprised an Oregon fan who's probably going to leave the conference has that sort of mentality. Listen, I, in my perfect world, I wish none of this was happening with the Pac-12 and they weren't leaving and it would all stay the same. Um, but one, you know, one fan base, Oregon fan, if they have that mentality, that ain't the reason why the Pac-12 is dissolving. It's years of bad decision-making and... Also, L.A. just thinking that they're better than everybody else and <laughs> wanting to go do their own thing. Oregon, um, Oregon fan can't be spiteful right now because at the end of the day, like, 
Sodium levels you are at an all-time high. You, okay? you did this to you. Like, this isn't one of those BCS situations. Remember the BCS? Like, it was really frustrating because there was that year, uh, I want to say it was 2001, 2002, right, right around there, where Oregon was the second-best team in the country, and they didn't get to go to the national championship. They sent Nebraska, and they got demolished by, uh, who was it, Miami that year. You know, so there was, and I'm, I can't remember if Oregon was, was two or three or something like that. But either way, they should have been in the national championship. They got screwed in that year. That's just my personal opinion. And then I think that year they, they beat the brakes off of Colorado, you know, in, in that, uh, I want to say Fiesta Bowl or one of those games. This isn't one of those things. Oregon screwed themselves. Oregon continues to, to duck, it, duck it up for themselves. You know, that's just kind of what it is. Don't so make that be, a thing. No, it's a thing. Don't make it a thing. It's a thing. No. It's a thing. I won't let it be a thing. Oregon continues to duck themselves over and over and over again. Like, yes, like we always say they cooged it. That was the thing. Yeah, Washington State, all oh, they cooged it. The du- they, duck- they ducked up. That's that's what it is. One last text message here. Um, I also want to add, this is the last person who was texting. I also want to add I'm a Washington State fan. During the Go Civil Cougs. War, I was rooting for Oregon, even though I like OSU more. During the Pac-12 Conference Championship, I was rooting for USC, even though I hate USC because I'm a Coug. And if the Pac-12 goes away, then we no longer have a conference worthy of talking about. And and think about this: like when when that Pac-12 team goes to the playoff, they get a chance to go to the national championship. Whether they win or lose, they're still a playoff team. Somebody that went to the championship last year. So that game is circled on everybody's schedule. So, yes, if I'm Washington State, like, yeah, I want to see Oregon come in there and I want to play Oregon because if we beat them, guess what? We beat a team that was in the playoff last year. We beat a team that was considered to be in the playoff this year. Like, that's good for your conference. And it's good for ticket sales. It's good for everything. So, yes, I'm I'm a big fan of everybody eats like that's what i that's what i need i need everybody in the conference to eat because you look so much stronger when you do last thing i know i may be young i am a spry young 30 year old boy here going on 31 next month Uh oh but i have an experience of this that shapes my feelings and thoughts let's hear it years ago you might remember a uh, basketball conference called the big east conference that is where my Pitt Panthers played, uh, UConn, Georgetown, Syracuse. Back in, you know, circa 05 to 2011, 2012, basically whenever the Big East dissolved, I was that fan that repped the Big East. I repped my conference. I was full bore. Big East is the best conference in college basketball. You play any team from there from any other conference. Big East comes out on top. Go Pitt. Go, you know, like I was that guy for college basketball. I rep Big East. Big East went away. It dissolved. No more Madison Square Garden tournament to end the year. Those classic matchups with Syracuse against Pitt versus UConn versus Georgetown versus West Virginia. The backyard brawl between Pitt and West Virginia. All those matchups, gone. And now we're in the ACC. And yeah, we, we still play Syracuse. I say we, Pitt play Syracuse and there's some of those matchups still from Big East but it's not the same it doesn't have that same feeling anymore so I don't have that conference pride for the ACC like I did the Big East and as this guy says like hey we're all going to this new conference like the conference is going to be lost Pac-12 well guess what you're all going to probably feel that way too whatever new conference your team goes to Big Ten Big 12 what uh the Mountain what whatever you're not going to ever have that same feeling 
as you did when your team was in the Pac-12. It will not happen. No. So I get having that pride of the conference your team is in, but the way things are headed, screw it. Like you, like <laughs> look it's out one for of your. The- I say look out for your own. Like I said, as long as my team's winning and taking care of business, that's all I care about. Whatever conference they're in, whatever. Like it's one of those things. Like me versus you, we're good. Us versus them, like, I'm pulling for us all day. And that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, if it's between whichever team I'm rooting for in the Pac-12, yeah, I'm, I want them to win. However, when it's the Pac-12 versus the SEC or the ACC or Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12. That's who I'm, that's who I'm rooting for in, in every case. So, yes, I just think it makes the conference look better. Then, in turn, it gives Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, whichever team you root for most, gives them a better opportunity to, uh, to get into that spot. All right. It's time for hour two. And uh, you want to talk about conference pride? Oh yeah, I think. Come uh, on, baby, I, sing my song. <laughs> there is uh, there is something to be proud of in the Pac-12, and it has to do with the worst team in the conference. <laughs> I think you know where we're heading with this. We're getting to the newest head coach in the Pac-12 next on Football Sunday. Rashad, Joe, right here, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 